what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit Filled Real Talk podcast. We're talking today about selling yourself short. Don't do that. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> We're going to talk about that today. I uh, had an opportunity to talk with a few folks around this this week, so it seems to be a theme and a timely one, a relevant one. So I wanted to come on here and share some spare fill real talk with you all. So fun fact that you might not know, this phrase of selling yourself short originally comes from the stock market. Like what? You know, sometimes we we partner with things or we we agree with things or we're under the influence of things subconsciously. We don't even investigate or think about why we're following through on things, but check that out, right? So originally, the phrase of selling yourself short comes from the stock market. So short selling is a common tactic among stockbrokers. Basically, a trader will borrow and rapidly sell stock that they believe will decline in price. And then once the stock price declines, they buy the stock back to replace what they borrowed. Okay, so essentially short selling indicates a lack of faith in something, whether that be in a company stock or in this case that we're talking about today, ourselves. Okay, so when somebody typically, this isn't always, but when somebody typically says that you're selling yourself short, this is a matter of perception, first and foremost. It's not necessarily truth, right? But when somebody says that you're selling yourself short, this means that they believe that you're not portraying yourself in a way that's fair to you based on your achievements, your accomplishments, or your potential, okay? So how great, excellent, wonderful you are is not seen in ways that everyone can perceive that. And that seems like, man, you're really selling yourself short. You have so much to give and so much that other people need to experience, but they can't because you're selling yourself short. Tracking with me? Okay. So in a sense, it's a compliment to some degree, (laughs) right? In another case, it could be a call to action to start stepping up in, in greater courage and boldness, which we'll talk about in a second. But in this case, it could be you sell yourself short because you don't believe in yourself or it at least appears that way, okay? So just some examples that you might have noticed before. It could be in the workplace. It could be in a relationship. It could be, you know, at networking events or out when you're volunteering. Just when you're around, we don't always evaluate how we're showing up in the world. But if you did sort of like watch yourself in the midst of an experience, you might observe that you're selling yourself short, okay? And these are some examples. So usually, again, like I said, it's a 
it stems from a difference in perception, but it can typically look like playing down accomplishments. So think about even a resume where you're not really giving yourself credit for everything that you've done, okay? And you're not playing up how awesome that actually is, how you totally revamped a department or how you created a new system that radically changed the business structure, right? Like, think about that. So we don't always clearly articulate what we've actually accomplished in a way that other people are like, dang, right? Like, okay, like, tell me, tell me what that was like. We, we don't even give them an opportunity to ask that kind of question because we're not portraying ourselves in a way that they would ask, okay? It could be qualifying statements, like maybe, what do you think, right? Like rather than like owning a statement, we qualify it before speaking up. So this happens a lot in collaboration or group settings. We sort of prejudge ourselves or we, we don't speak up because maybe we don't think what we have is as valuable as what maybe somebody else might be saying. So that's an example. We can hide our achievements similar to the resume situation, but we're afraid of, of taking the credit. We never take the credit. We kind of pass that off to other people. It could be saying no to opportunities, just really wanting to stay in your comfort zone all of the time, avoiding taking on any new challenges, just really working your lane, right? And not stretching or taking risks. And if you've heard me talk before, faith is spelled R-A-S-K, risk. <laughs> Another one could be avoiding the spotlight in conversations. So really being an active listener, but never being the one that's talking or sharing anything. Not communicating your wishes or your desires. And sometimes, especially in a work environment, this could really affect promotion and advancement. So not speaking up for yourself. It could be not crediting others' opinions of you. So not really being able to receive a compliment. Those are just examples. Now, again, there's not, there's not one way that we sell ourselves short, but if you are somebody that's accustomed to doing that, start exploring. Is that intentional? Are you uncomfortable selling yourself? And there's ways that we sell ourselves too, and I'm gonna give you some examples of how you can stop selling yourself short, but just observe like how you show up and what you do. So first and foremost, to, to start showing up differently. You can be accurate, but bold. Really be confident in the way you describe yourself in, in, in who you are and in what you're about, okay? You don't have to be modest. You can actually say what you've accomplished. You work really hard to stack all of those accomplishments. You can describe them to other people as well and what you've gained and who you've become because of those things. Those had great impact and influence on your life. You can own your accomplishments. They really do, again, provide more value to, to what you have to offer somebody. You can ask for feedback. So this is really great to have a huh, well-rounded, holistic view of, of how you're showing up. I would really get feedback only from people that you, you trust, okay, and that are also truth tellers. You don't need everybody's opinion here. It might even skew your opinion of yourself if you're not careful. But be okay being able to toot your own horn. You can really do that when you can hear common messages from people. Accept compliments. So rather than fighting, rather than like really downplaying what somebody says or qualifying it or negating a compliment, actually receive it and say thank you, right? Like actually receive that. 
You don't have to brag about yourself, but you can receive a compliment. You can let other people brag on you. Take on new challenges. This is a great way to start getting into a faith zone and just seeing how you show up in, in new experiences. And then you can make sure, if it's a work situation, that you actually go through and refine your resume so it actually portrays what you're gifted in and what you're, what you're able to do. And then be aware of your weaknesses as well. Okay, you don't need to be defined by them, but be aware of them, but also balance that out with your strengths and your successes. You don't want to just constantly be beating up on yourself or chasing perfectionism in any stretch of the imagination. Okay, so a lot of this is rooted in how we show up in the world, how we talk about ourselves, how we share what we do, how we interact with other people, how much we share with other people our self-esteem. So this has a lot to do. It's rooted in identity and perception and self-esteem. Okay. So this is sort of the, the complete opposite (laughs) of, of being overly self-inflated, right. Or overly confident, borderline narcissistic, right. So it's, it's the opposite of that rather than you don't talk about yourself at all is a really interesting way to, to view this. But I want to give you some context here about what an interesting way to view this is. Okay. I really think that there's a couple of things that you can do from a spiritual perspective that can help you shift this process where you have a tendency to sell yourself short. So when we are believers, right, we're not working for God. We're not working to prove our worth. We're not working for righteousness. We work from righteousness and we decide to do life with God. Okay. So in a sense, first and foremost, you can get deliverance around any insecurity, any low self-esteem, any issues that you have around identity, you can get with God on that. What I would do is I would study in the word identity. Literally, you can go on the Google, right, and put in identity scriptures. You can also, if you have a Bible (laughs) where, you know, there's sections in the back that actually has specific topics. A lot of them do have a topic on identity and you can go and you can study all those verses that are listed and just meditate on them and see how that shifts your perception of who you are. But number one thing that I would say, if you have some challenge in in showing up and presenting yourself well in the world and carrying yourself well and really owning your confidence, I would say, number one, get deliverance around anything that God doesn't say about you. Get really clear on who God says that you are and journal about that and get, get clear. Write down how God has uniquely wired you. Literally, like nobody has your fingerprint and you are the DNA of God. So who does he say you are? How has he designed you? What is unique and special about you? If you've never done that, get alone with God, study on identity, ask for a revelation of who he says you are and get really, really clear on that. All right, that's number one. So make space without distractions. If you gotta put your phone in another room, if you gotta put it in an airplane mode, whatever you gotta do, make space for that. Number two, this is really, really important, but get clear on mission on mission, okay? There is a book by John Bevere that I believe really 
speaks to this, but there, there are many good things that we can be doing in the world, but then there are God things, and there is a difference, okay? I tend to stand on, unless the Lord builds the house, it will not stand. I was somebody that was building and achieving and accomplishing a lot of great things, right? However, it was exhausting because they were good, <laughs> But God wasn't in them or on them all the time, which meant that I was relying on my own strength and understanding. And that makes you tired and worn out, okay? And having to do that over and over again is not something that is a lifestyle. That is something that will burn you out, right? So it only took, you know, it took years. (laughs) And many, many times around the mountain to decide that that's not how I want to do things anymore. Unless the Lord builds a house, like... God's not on it. I don't want it, right? Not for me. Not for me. So what's really a blessing is being able to get with God and ask him, God, what's on your heart? Who would you have me serve? What would you have me say? What would you have me do? Where would you have me go? What does that look like in this season? You know, and you might hear things like be faithful where you are, you know, release, release kingdom where I have you be faithful where you are, keep a good attitude, be excellent. You might hear, you know, things just about being a good leader in general. But if that's the case, then really trust that God put you where he put you on purpose, on assignment. And if you believe that, you will show up differently in that environment. I have done that with several work environments that I've been in. And there's so many lessons. There's so many shifts and God moments that have happened that would never have happened had I not gotten with God, right? And I would have never been able to see them. If it was up to me, I probably would have quit, (laughs) right? Like not, not okay. Like I'm up and out of here, right? So there's so much that we can learn. A lot of times it's our character development that God is on a mission to help us with. He really cares more about our insides than changing our outsides as quickly as we want him to. So get with God and find out what is the mission for this season? You know, there, there could be different seasons, but it really helps for me personally when I have a theme. You know, I get with God and typically I get a theme. So for example, I went through a season of recovery, you know, and I knew that that was the season. So as uncomfortable as that was, I wasn't feeling like I had this fear of missing out, this FOMO, right? Because I knew what my season was. So I wasn't supposed to be out like, you know, networking and connecting with all the humans. I needed to be alone with God, developing a relationship with God and and healing and recovering from what I had walked through so that I could prepare myself for the next season. So I was going to really work that season. I wasn't going to run from it because I didn't want to perpetuate my pain. Okay. And I didn't want to pass on patterns that were going to stop with me in my life. Right. So when I knew that, that made it. I don't want to say easier, but it made it more manageable <laughs> to embrace that season, right? Or another season example is growth, okay? And growth is not not fun, you know? that Those feel like the seasons where you're like the little seedling under the ground where it's super dark and like you got to trust that you're growing, but you don't always see it, right? And you're learning new things and you're constantly being challenged and tested and whoa, it's hard, but you're growing, right? And that there's going to be a season where you burst forth, right? And you bloom, right? But if you know that you're in a growing season, then that's what you do. You embrace what you're learning. You pay attention. You focus. You double down on what you're learning. You're not going to run from it again or get distracted. You're going to focus and learn what is literally in your hand to learn in that season. So that's what I would say. Get with God, number two, and get clear about your mission because then when you know your mission, if people ask you questions, you can share with them from a place of just knowing, right? Being rooted and grounded in who you are and what you're about. 
super powerful, okay? Number three, I would say, is, whew, this one is big, but so, right? Pay attention to what you sow, okay? A lot of times we think that our job is the outcome, all right? But God's job is the outcome. God's job is the how, and God's job is the harvest, okay? Our job is the sowing, okay? So what is God leading you to sow in this season, okay? And a lot of times, if you don't know, you can apply biblical principles in your life, right? Just go study Proverbs. You'll learn real quick what you're supposed to be sowing, <laughs> right? The fruit of the spirit is a great example. Maybe God is really doing a work of patience in you. Maybe he's working on your meekness. Maybe he's working on your long suffering. Not our favorite, but maybe he's working on that. Maybe he's helping you wear the full armor of God correctly. But what is he teaching you to sow? Is he teaching you to sow compassion? Is he teaching you to sow understanding? Is he teaching you to sow resilience? Is he teaching you to sow excellence? Is he teaching you to sow honor and respect? What is that, right? Pay attention to that. Is he teaching you to really be a better giver in the world? Be more humble? Check it out, right? And then are you sowing what it is that you are wanting to reap? We reap what we sow, right? So maybe God is working on your sow. But a lot of times also when it comes to sowing and reaping, for example, it's a solid principle. But a lot of times we think that we're, we're meant to play God for other people. And a lot of times, all God wants us to be doing is be a listening ear, give a word of encouragement, be kind, right? Release a prophetic word or a word of encouragement, something that's going to build somebody up, right? Maybe it's just honoring somebody when we're in a dishonoring situation, right? A lot of times, that's what God's asking us to do. He's not asking us to get people to believe what we do or to totally go out and evangelize in some religious way. That's not it at all. It's through our relationship with God and staying in that constant contact that we're divinely guided and we're able to live a spirit-led life. And so as we do that, people want what we have. <laughs> They're like, I don't know what I just experienced, but I want more of that peace or I want more of that joy or how are you even joyful? Like, tell me about like where that's coming from, right? So pay attention. Like, are you sowing something that people want? Check it out. Just check it out. And then lastly, number four that I will leave you with is prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. I have a devotional. It's called the God's Vibes Matter Devotional. But it has a framework in there that is the pray framework. And this is how I pray. But there doesn't have to be a formal way that you pray. But I will say this. Pray all the time. Like, Prayer is constant conversing with God, okay? So think about it for you. Do you have a tendency to run to your phone before the throne, right? Do you have a tendency to get opinions of man and everybody in your world before you even talk to God? Do you have a tendency to listen to yourself over God? Run to God first, right? So that's prayer. It's staying in constant contact with God. Before going to anybody else, make sure that you go to God first. And it's redirecting your priorities and building your life around him. And throughout the day, you can be talking to him, you can praise him, you can worship him, you can thank him. You just stay in that contact and connection with God, just like you would with somebody that you really love and care for, and you check in with them throughout the day, right? We can have that relationship with God. So that's what I say about prayer. It is a constant conversation, okay? But the pray framework here is to praise. And what I say that is, is remember who God is, 
who does his word say he is, right? So praise him for, for who he's being for you in this season, for who he's been, for who you know he is, right? Repent. Maybe there's something that you need to release. Maybe there's cares that you're carrying. Maybe you're not trusting in some way. Maybe you're falling into unbelief. Maybe your faith is wavering. Repent and turn from these things, right? Then you can ask God for what you have need of, according to his word, because we can ask for what we want all, all day long. But if it's not in agreement with his word, that should be an indicator <laughs> that maybe we need to change what we're asking for. And then yield. Take what God has revealed to you throughout the day, throughout devotional time, what he keeps reinforcing to you, and, and write that down and pay attention to that. Okay? So in our time with God, praise, repent, ask, and yield. So if it's a yes, right? If God said yes to you, how would you be showing up in the world? That uh, framework is actually in the God's Vibes Matter devotional, as I mentioned. It's available on julianapage.com. You can find it on Amazon too, but essentially that is a 30-day devotional that you can go through with the intention of really deepening your relationship with God. So if that's of, of interest, that would help you with selling yourself, you can check that out. But I recommend before you do things, there's a scripture in Proverbs 16, 3 that says, roll your works upon the Lord, which means commit them wholly and fully to him, right? And then as you do that, he will cause your thoughts to align with his will and thus cause your plans to succeed. So as we actually submit our works to God, then we can get clear on, on what God wants us to do or what our part is. So there's a humility piece here, like I don't know, right? Apart from God, I'm nothing. Apart from God, I can do no good thing. So I'm going to start with God and I'm going to involve God in this thing because I'm going to build with God, not for God, right? So I recommend with anything that you're doing before a meeting, before speaking, get out of the way and ask that God guide you, provide for you, flow through you, give you wisdom, give you the words to speak, help you to keep your mouth shut if you need to keep your mouth shut, right? Like give you wisdom and understanding. You can constantly be praying for that and praying for strength throughout your day. You don't have to accept being tired. You don't have to accept frustration. You can really work with God and be walking in supernatural strength and peace and joy. We have that to tap into. It's just, are we, right? And then also pray for clarity in these areas. God, how would you have me present myself in the world? Give me a revelation of who you say I am. What, what do you have for me in this season? What do you want me to be about in this season? How can I represent you or represent you well in the world, right? These are things that we'll start to realize we're not actually selling ourselves. We're selling God in a lot of ways. We're giving people an experience of who God is without even ever talking about God. Super cool, right? But a lot of times when you have that confidence in who you are and what you're about and who you know, right? And, and how, where your help and your strength comes from, right? Then it's not about approval of man, right? You get deliverance from that. You want to be a God pleaser. So in your connection with God and knowing that you're pleasing God, that helps you show up in a different presence. You bring his presence with you wherever you go. It's not yours and what you can muster and what you can come up with. It's his. And that is what changes everything. His presence is what changes everything, right? He is the answer. And with him, we find everything else, right? So as we know that, as we develop that connection, that becomes the strongest thing about us. And that informs how we can show up in different environments, how we speak, the authority that we have, the anointing that we have. 
the flow that we have, the rhythm that we have, right? What we're able to release to people, totally different. So I would challenge you, I started this podcast episode talking about some of the ways that we can notice what people perceive as selling yourself short, some of the ways that that looks like because of how we've been developed in culture, you know, like we're just, maybe we're trained to be shy, we're trained to be quiet, we're trained to be introverted, we're trained to be extroverted, but quite frankly, I don't believe any of that stuff when it comes to God, right? Like there's so many different pieces of ourselves that we haven't even tapped into and we can't fully express that potential without God. So it's taking the limits off. It's getting out of the box and it's really presenting to the world who God says you are. Let Reintroducing yourself to the world in a sense, right? And it's sharing what you're about and what you've learned and what you have to release that God has given you the ability to release. That should be something that's really exciting to you and that you're passionate about, right? And then it's also being able to share freely because there's no guilt, there's no shame, there's no condemnation. You're not hiding things, right? And you're living in the world divinely guided and protected. So you're fully supported. When we feel safe, when we feel fully supported, we can show up. And it's it's not so much quote unquote selling yourself, but it's being yourself. Being yourself fully in the world is selling yourself. And you have permission to do that, right? But you won't do that unless you really know who you are, unless you know what you're about, what you value, what what your character is, what you stand for, what you don't, what you put boundaries around, right? How you're going to speak, what you're not going to speak. For example, Knowing the power of the word, you're not just going to just speak any sort of thing over your life. You ain't going to do it. You're not You're not for speaking cursing over your life because you know how powerful words are. You're also then not just about exposing yourself to any kind of thing. You don't want to expose yourself to fake news. You don't want to expose yourself to dead things. You're not about it, right? You want to be where the spirit of, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, right? So you're going to go to those things that bring freedom so that you can be a carrier of that, a pure carrier of that so that you can release it. For example, right? So that's my encouragement to you. Get beyond what it means to sell yourself, quote unquote, in branding and marketing and promoting yourself and getting all the followers and getting all the engagement. If that is what's driving you, I would challenge you to check your intentions and your motives. Okay, the world and man look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So check out your heart. That, that could be an indicator that you might be chasing after the wrong things. And if you want to go deeper in that, the Bible actually calls those worldly things. It's really easy to, to fall prey to making a lot of worldly things idols in our life. Okay, and becoming unstable. So check that out. I would also challenge you to get with God and see how he defines selling yourself. What does that look like? A lot of times that's, again, being yourself in the world, but being who he made you to be. So that's not your old man. That's not your unrenewed self. This is your new creation self. This is your God-filled and flowing self, right? This is your spirit-led self. Introduce that self to the world wherever you go and watch what happens. So I really challenge you to get with God and get clear on your identity on your mission, on what he wants you to be sowing in this season, right? On what he really wants your prayer points to be in this season to really work and build and grow with you through, all right? And then if you want to share feedback, I'd love to hear that too. So feel free to connect with me on any feedback that you have. But definitely lean into this exercise. This might be a podcast episode that you want to flag or save. You can also copy the link and share it with a friend. But 
don't take this too lightly. Really lean in and do this work because it will immensely change how you show up in the world and how you connect with other people in your world as well. All right, guys, I hope this message blessed you. If it did, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. That's the best way to get more attention to the podcast and spread it to those that need to hear it. And sharing is caring. So if anybody came to mind, make sure that you copy the link and share with a friend. You can connect with me over at julianapage.com. There's tons of resources over there as well. Books, courses, coaching programs, so much goodness. So go check out julianapage.com. And until next time, guys, stay blessed.